The following is a presentation from WDEV Radio. Fast paced. I don't even know what to say about the Red Sox anymore. Honestly, I need to stop giving Sox predictions. Opinionated. Justin Fields will make the Patriots regret choosing Mac Jones. You just wait for it. To the point. The Pats are a run first team. Period. End of story. It's the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV AM, FM, and WDEVradio.com. What's up, everybody? Welcome in on a Friday on the Brady Farkas Show right here on WDEV AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. Short show today going up until 610. Then we get you off to Red Sox Rangers for a critical series at Fenway Park. Sox, I mean, they need wins right now. They need to stack wins. They they were off yesterday. They were, the Red Sox were off yesterday, and bad things happened to them in the standings. A's won, Yankees won, Mariners won, Rays won. Everybody that the Red Sox need to lose won yesterday. So even in an off day, the Red Sox lose ground in the standings. They're six and a half back in the AL East. They're a half game back right now, the second wild card spot. They are out of the playoffs as it stands today. But luckily, the Rangers come to town. They're one of the worst teams in all of baseball. They're the third worst team in all of baseball by record. They've scored the fewest runs in the American League. So these are wins the Sox have to get. And Chris Sale is on the mound tonight. It's also a guestless Friday. I need all 40 minutes to myself to talk about the Patriots and what we saw from Cam Newton, Mac Jones, and others. Your texts are always welcome. 802-585-3026. That's the Napa Morrisville, Napa Waterbury text line. Phil in Middlesex is already in on the text line saying that Cam looked good last night. And yeah, Cam did look good last night, and that felt pretty darn good to see as well. All right, let's get right to it. Five, four, three, two, one. And here we go. The opening thoughts of the Brady Farkas Show were brought to you by Sticks and Stuff and Swanton Lumber, Vermont's most complete locally owned home center with locations in Enosburg, Derby, Middlesex, St. Albans, and at Swanton Lumber. They're online at sticksandstuff.com. Patriots beat the Eagles last night by a score of 35 to nothing. As a result, the Pats are now 2-0 in the preseason. We'll get to our more detailed takeaways here in about 15 minutes, but there is one overarching takeaway that you should have from last night's game. One thing should stand out to you above all else, and that is simply this. Both quarterbacks played great last night, and if you are a Patriots fan, you should be ecstatic about the team's quarterback situation. There's a lot of other things to like. There's even some things to be concerned about. But the thing that should rise above all of it is that you should feel great about where the team is right now with regards to its quarterbacks. I think the Patriots have two quarterbacks who can competently lead the offense. I think they have two quarterbacks that could lead this team to success if they were playing. I still think that Cam Newton is the best option for this team, but the more that I watch Mac Jones, the more I get excited about him. He doesn't look overwhelmed. He doesn't look overmatched. And I think that is huge. We all know, like preseason success, spring training numbers, exhibition games, it doesn't guarantee regular season success. But I do think if you looked awful in the preseason, I would have little faith in you in the regular season. And I have seen enough of Mac Jones to know that I at least have belief in him if and when he ultimately plays for the Patriots. 
to have two quarterbacks that are good and that are capable is a complete necessity right now in the NFL. Think about the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys, we think, could be a good team. They've remade their defense in the draft, and we know that they're going to be a good offense. They're going to be a good offense as long as they have Dak Prescott. But Dak Prescott now has a shoulder issue. If Dak Prescott didn't play or wasn't 100%, who's behind him? Somebody with the last name of Danucci? Like, the Cowboys are doing it wrong. They have a good team that is quarterback dependent at this point, and if Dak's not there, they're screwed. The quarterbacks are, I mean, the quarterback situation could kill the Cowboys if it ever came to it. It won't kill the Patriots, and you should be grateful for that. The Patriots invested in the position properly. They've got Cam, who I think is the best, but if he went down or was bad, they have Mac, who I do believe in. And vice versa. If Mac gets the job, then Cam can come in and I think be very, very competent and capable as well. You need to have a capable back backup, and no matter what the Pats do, they will have one. Let's start, though, on the takeaways with Cam. Again, 802-585-3026. I thought Cam looked just outstanding last night. Best that he has looked, you know, by all by all reports, best he's looked all training camp. There was one the first day of padded practices, he looked great. This and that are his two best days. Yesterday, he was just phenomenal. He was efficient. He was decisive with the ball. He showed some good velocity, leading me to believe that his shoulder feels good again. And by the way, he showed some touch when he needed to on things like screen passes and some underneath balls. And Cam, he did a, on that touchdown pass to Jacoby Myers, he did a great job of hitting Myers in stride so he could run and do this. Play fake by Newton. Time to throw it to Myers on the crossing route. Turns along the sideline. Inside the five. Inside the pylon. Touchdown, Patriots. Cam put that ball on Myers' numbers and let him run with it. Efficient, decisive, eight of nine for over 100 yards for Cam Newton. He was brilliant last night. But the thing that was best about Cam last night, it wasn't his arm. It was his feet. Cam Newton's feet last night and his mechanics were so much better. Offensive line was good. I understand the Eagles were not playing with their ones on the defensive front. So take that for what it's worth. But the offensive line was good. They gave Cam a good pocket. He got deep into the pocket. And then he stepped up and got all of his momentum going forward. And when you do that, when all of your momentum is going forward, when your feet are good, you can then get everything you've got into a throw last year too many times we saw the pocket break down we saw cam drifting we saw cam throwing off his back foot we saw his foot not pointed on target lazy mechanics last year and poor line play is what we saw from cam and from the pats this offseason we heard that cam was reinvesting in his mechanics and reinvesting in his footwork and he's realized their importance, and it came to fruition last night, and that was very, very encouraging to see. Details mattered last night to Cam, and that matters to me. And on that detail front, one other thing is Cam was really good at selling play action, like really good at selling play action. It wasn't a lazy play fake. It wasn't going through the motions. 
And that's important to note also because I've said this before. I think the Patriots' best passing offense this year will come off play action. And the way that other run-first teams do, like Cleveland and Tennessee, play action is going to be key for them. And Cam's ability to sell the fake and draw defenders in will only aid him in the pass game and will only aid this team in the pass game. Cam, very, very good last night when it came to mechanics and details, and you should be encouraged by that. Now, flip side, Mac Jones. Also, I thought, very, very good. I, I am very impressed. Okay, Cam's my guy. I still think Cam is the better choice for the 2021 Patriots, but I am very impressed by what we're seeing from Mac Jones. He has shown an ability to do everything that they've asked him to. They've put a lot on Mac Jones's plate. He's run two-minute drill. He's run no huddle. They've let him run play action. He's thrown deep. He's thrown from his own end zone. He's completed balls on second and long and third and long. He's thrown inside the red zone. He has, you know, hit deep balls. He's hit underneath stuff, check downs. He has read defense as well. He has also been decisive. They keep stacking Mac Jones's plate, and he keeps succeeding, and he keeps performing. And his footwork looks really good too. If this is an extension of what we've heard about Mac Jones through all of camp. Okay, he, We've heard he's process-oriented. We've heard he's detail-oriented. We've heard he's got good feet in the pocket. He also was able to step up in the pocket well, and he did a good job at working across multiple levels of the field. With Cam, we weren't sure if the, de- if the details and the mechanics were going to be good. Mac, we were told they were good, and he has shown us that those thoughts are right, that those reports are correct. Mac Jones, also detail-oriented, great feet, not fast, but good mobility within the pocket, like a Tom Brady has the ability to slide in the pocket and kind of just maneuver within the pocket to keep plays going. Really good job by Mac Jones. And again, I talk about Mac impressing me working at different levels of the field. Okay, He was able to work deep. He drops into the end zone. He fires down the middle and finds Harry for a first down at the 25. That was a 19-yard pass to Nikhil Harry out of his own end zone, so he was able to work deep. He worked a ton of check down stuff. He hit a couple of drop-offs to Sony Michelle. That's fine. Take what the defense gives you. And he also worked the intermediate route, like this one, which is a great pass to Gunnar Olszewski. Matt backs up. He throws it to Olszewski. Turns away from a defender. Fighting his way close to the one. Another first and goal to go. Get those darts. That's, as as Zolak said right there, Scott Zolak said he throws darts. That is a really good pass. 11-yard strike inside the 20s. Defense collapsing. Hits a man sitting in the middle. Gunnar Olszewski takes it to the one. Patriots ultimately go and score. I'm really impressed by what I've seen from Mac Jones. I think both quarterbacks, I really do, I think both quarterbacks can operate similarly, similarly in the pass game. I think the big fear for people was that the team wouldn't be able to pass if Cam was in the game. I think Cam showed that that's not the case. I think Cam proved he can pass, and Mac Jones showed us an extension of what we already thought that he can pass to. Patriots, quarterback situation, this is a good one. This is a good situation for the Patriots. Cowboys have a better player in Dak Prescott. If he goes down, they are screwed. Packers, dynamite player, Aaron Rodgers. If he goes down like he did a few years ago, they are screwed. Uh, you know, 
Can we name Kyler Murray's backup? No. Can we name Kirk Cousins' backup? Well, we can now Kellen Mond, who they drafted. But there's not – there are some teams that just don't have two quarterbacks that are competent. And, well, the New England Patriots, they are one of them that does have two competent quarterbacks. Napa Morrisville, Napa Waterbury text line, 802-585-3026. Jason and Craftsbury. Brady, if you're now so high on Mac, why not just start him and let him go? Jason, that's a good question, right? Like I, I just told you I like Mac Jones and I am high on him. But what we aren't realizing is that preseason isn't showcasing everything right now. We are yet to see Cam as a runner. I think that both players are showing you they can do it with the pass, but Cam can also do it with the run, and that's something that we're not seeing deployed here in this preseason. We're seeing Cam as just a thrower and just a handoff artist, and that is not when he is at his best. He needs that third element to be potentially really good. He will elevate this team based on his ability to run in short yardage, at the goal line, and the threat of him running will open up other things in the pass game. So Mack is very good as a thrower, and I already think he's shown to be pretty polished. Very good as a thrower. Cam is showing us more than we expected as a thrower. He's been good, and yesterday he was great. So you're not losing a ton passing-wise with Cam, but you're gaining a lot in the run game, and that's what we're not seeing right now in the preseason. So when you say... Why don't you just go with Mac now? Well, the reason is is because right now they're generally equal passing, but Cam also brings the run game, and that's what elevates him. And smart people other than me are saying that. Here's Courtney Cox from WEEI. I, I just keep going back to the running part for Cam Newton. I think that nobody's talking about that. They're just talking about comparing Mac and Cam passing-wise. Mm-hmm. I don't think Mac is very good when it comes to running, so why aren't we comparing that part of it? Well, there is no comparison. Courtney, but you are right to bring up the question that I'm I'm just you know, trying to hammer home the point. They're both showing out as passers. And Mac may be a little bit better, but the overall net is for Cam because of the run game. Colin Cowherd, Fox Sports Radio, said the same thing. Number one is the Patriot coaches are not unveiling Cam Newton the runner yet. That will add to this offense. It's a bonus that Mac Jones does not provide. Perfectly put. That's why you still go with Cam. That's why Cam is still the best choice at quarterback for this team. He brings you the bonus. If he can be close to Mac Jones as a thrower, close to even as a thrower, then the run game is going to put him over the top, and that's going to help elevate the Patriots. It is the Brady Farkas Show right here on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. When we come back, it's not just the quarterbacks. It's not just Cam and Mac. What are the other overall takeaways that I've got. I've got a list. Three major takeaways including one guy who may have seen his chance to make the team go by the wayside last night. That's next on DEV. Now it's back to the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV AM, FM, and WDEVradio.com. Welcome back in. Brady Farkas Show right here on WDEV AM and FM and WDEVradio.com. Com. The show brought to you in part by Pro Driver Training, Vermont's premier truck driver training school. They're online at ProDriverCDL.com. If you want to get your Class A, Class B, Class C, or your uh, advanced, you know, get some advanced skills training from the passenger side, 
you can. So get your license in Class A, Class B, Class C, and make the next move in your career. They've got facilities in Enosburg as well as Milton. They're online at ProDriverCDL.com. Patriots beat the Eagles last night 35-0. It's not just about the quarterbacks, although it's mostly about the quarterbacks. There are other things that came to mind. We're going to do this every single post-day Patriots game during the season, you know, unpacking the Patriots. We're going to have multiple takeaways from every Pats game, so we kind of bring you a little slice of that here today. My number one overall takeaway after watching last night is something that I said a couple of weeks ago that continues to be reaffirmed. Jacoby Myers is this team's number one wide receiver. He is going to end up being the most important wide receiver to this team, and he is going to be the biggest contributor to this team. I can't promise you that Jacoby Myers leads this team in yards. That may be Jonu Smith. That may be Nelson Aguilar, more big play guys. I can't promise you he leads this team in catches. That may be James White out of the backfield. But when the team needs a play through the air, like they used to look for Julian Edelman, the Patriots quarterbacks will look for Jacoby Myers. This guy is a stud. As a route runner, he catches everything. He just gets open. We talk about Nikhil Harry, who's had a hard time gaining separation. Jacoby Myers gains separation. He doesn't do it with straight line speed. He does it with route running. I really like Kendrick Bourne, who I also think is a good route runner, and he shows some ability intermediate to deep for this team. He'll be important too. But Jacoby Myers is a guy who this team will count on. When it's third and four, this team's going to look for Myers. When it's third and eight, this team's going to look for Myers. He is going to be hugely important to what this team does through the air. As a wide receiver, he may line up in the slot. He may be listed as wide receiver three under depth chart. Make no mistake, he is wide receiver one for this team. Jacoby Myers, hugely important. On the wide receiver note, I would be incredibly concerned right now if I were Nikhil Harry. I would be very, very worried if I were Harry at this point. Okay, Getting hurt is really not something that he could afford. And Harry left the game yesterday. He dove for a deep ball from Mac Jones, which, by the way, should have been caught and probably didn't need to be uh, dived for. So Harry leaves the game, leaves the stadium in a sling. There's no update yet, but getting hurt is not something that he can afford. Harry had a golden opportunity to become the fourth wide receiver on this team, right? Aguilar, Bourne, Myers, those three are set. The number four spot's been there for the taking, and with Harry's great camp that we were told he was having, this was the opportunity for him to go and translate it into game action and seize control of the number four spot, and getting hurt is not something that he could afford. And if it's bad, this may end his chance at making the roster entirely. We had heard so much about Nikhil Harry stacking days, stacking good days on top of each other, and injuries can derail that. You, When you are not on, the best ability is availability. That's like the corniest coach cliche ever, but it's true. The best availabil- The best ability is availability. And Nikhil Harry may not be available. And he hasn't been available enough over the course of his first two seasons. And he may find himself off the roster 
if he can't be on the field. Our guy Freddie Coleman of ESPN Radio thinks that Harry is in trouble. Well, when you drop a ball like that, it was an easy catch. You could not have asked Mac Jones to throw a better pass down the left sidelines. And instead of just running through the football where he runs through it, he goes from Philadelphia through New Jersey. He can run all the way back to New England because they would not have been able to catch him after he catches that touchdown pass. But when you put pressure on yourself and you know you're a bust as a draft pick Nikhil Harry, then you try to make the simple just a bit too exaggerated. And that's exactly what happened. That's the kind of play Bill Belichick says, you have to worry about us training you. We're just going to cut you behind. So – Freddie's talking about it. Just that play, he's right. It was a drop. He didn't need to dive. So the drop alone, the loss of a touchdown, that's enough to get Nikhil Harry in the doghouse. The injury that that he sustained on that play is potentially enough to completely derail his chances of making this team. On the wide receiver note, I gotta say, I'm disappointed. I told you yesterday I wanted to see Nelson Aguilar play and play well. I don't even remember him being targeted last night. So Aguilar was in the game, but he wasn't really in the game as far as I'm concerned. So the Pats are going to need somebody to step up and take that fourth wide receiver spot. If it's not going to be Harry, who's it going to be? Isaiah Zuber, Gunnar Olszewski, uh, Christian Wilkerson? I don't know, but they need more wide receiver depth. I like that they have a complement of pass catchers. Okay, They have a lot of pass catchers. I still want them to have a fourth true wide receiver. Napa Morrisville, Napa Waterbury, text line 802-585-3026 if you want to get in here with what you thought of the Pats last night. For me, the number two takeaway is Sony Michelle is much improved as a pass catcher. I think that Michelle, the former first-round pick, has had a very nice first two preseason games for the Pats. I thought that Michelle was a trade candidate earlier this offseason, I didn't think the team really needed him. I thought there was a mild possibility that he could even get cut coming out of training camp. But Sony Michelle has played well. He's shown better burst as a runner. He's been more adept in the pass game. He has shown up well. I don't quite know how he fits in here. Damian Harris is the number one running back. James White's the number one pass catching back. So I don't know how many touches Sony Michelle gets. But I think he's got an opportunity to be on this roster and contribute. So, and pass blocking had been an issue for Michelle in the past. If he figures that out, he may find himself playing some meaningful snaps this season. I, I've liked what I've seen out of, out of Sony Michelle, and that kind of echoes something else about this team. The running backs in general are really good. The running backs in general on this team are really good. They may go five deep at the running back position. Damian Harris and James White are locks. Sony Michelle, I would say, is a lock. Ramondre Stevenson, who just keeps scoring touchdowns. The handoff to Stevenson up the middle. Touchdown, Patriots. You know, he ran for over 100 yards last week, ran for 60-plus yards this week. He has played well. And then J.J. Taylor. The toss goes to the right. Taylor, Howard at the goal line, but he dives in for a Patriots touchdown. He ran for nearly 100 yards in the score yesterday, so the diminutive running back and help on special teams, maybe as a punt returner as well. They may go five deep at running back, and then when you throw Cam in, if he's playing, you know, he acts as a sixth guy who can run the ball. The Patriots' running attack is really, really good. I like what this team will do. We've told you all along, this team is built to play bully ball, and with those five running backs in Cam, they're not only going to play bully ball, they're going to excel at bully ball. 
And I told you this after the draft, and it's being borne out here as true. The Patriots running backs, that is their deepest position. It may not be their overall most talented position, but it is their deepest position. Okay, They're not as deep at wide receiver. They go too deep at tight end, but Devin Asiasi and the others that have been there, we don't really know about. Okay, They don't have the biggest stars at running back, but it is their deepest, and it will likely be their most productive position, certainly on offense. Patriots running backs are good. Bill Belichick after the game. Yeah, it's a good group. Um, those guys are all... You know, they work hard. Um, they've all gotten opportunities. They've all showed, you know, positively in their opportunities. So, yeah, I think it's, you know, competition brings out brings out the best in all of us. And I think those guys are competing well. And, you know, they're all contributing. So, that's yeah, a great situation. It is a great situation. The Patriots, five deep at running back, all five who can run. Harris is really the only one that I don't think is a great pass catcher. Michelle's not great, but, he again, he has shown up much better this year thus far in camp. My number three takeaway is rather brief because it's pretty easy to see. Matthew Judon is everywhere. Okay, Defensive end, outside linebacker hybrid, he is everywhere. Number nine when you watch the games. They got him from the Ravens. They signed him to a big money deal in free agency. He's going to be a huge piece of this defense. This front seven is a lot better. Devon Godshaw stopping the run. Uh, Anderson who can stop the run. Bring back Lawrence Guy. Hightower's back in. Judon's there. This this front seven, Kyle Van Noy, is a lot better than it's been. Okay, A lot better. The front seven will help this team. The Patriots got almost no pressure on the quarterback last year. The front seven will help them do that. That will take some of the heat off the defensive backs. The Pats defense is destined to be a top 10 unit, especially against the schedule that they're playing. I think they're good on their own. They've got an elite coach in Bill Belichick, and with the schedule they're playing, I think this Pats defense is in line. Maybe not to be the number one defense in the league, but top 10 for sure, and after what we saw last year, that would be a huge relief for this franchise as well. So, Cam and Mack both good. Jacoby Myers, number one receiver. Sony Michelle, much improved as a pass catcher, and the whole running back group is deep, and Matthew Judon is everywhere. That is what you need to be thinking about and be aware of after watching last night's Pats game. It's the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. Coming up next, one of my favorite Patriots insiders says, you know what, just start Mac Jones. Why I disagree, that's next. Now it's back to the Brady Farkas Show on WDEV, AM, FM, and WDEVradio.com. Welcome back in, Brady Farkas Show, right here on a Friday on WDEV, AM and FM, and WDEVradio.com. It's my last show for a week. I'm going on vacation next week. I'm mainly staying local for the most part, but uh, so you may see me around, but I won't be hosting the show. Part-time Jack will be in here, so uh, you can always make sure you're interacting with him over the weekend at 802-585-3026 on the Napa-Morrisville, Napa-Waterbury text line. Part-time Jack's going to do a great job, and he's got a... Great guest list already lined up. He's trying to beat me on the guest list. That's his quest, trying to beat me with the guest list. So you know what? Have at it. And if so whoever we can get on the show that part-time Jack's bringing, uh, we'll see who he's got. But I know he's working really hard to do that. I'm looking forward to hearing him this week and or this upcoming week. And uh, it's a full 90-minute 90 show, 90 show on Monday. So Jack will have that for you as well. We'll get to the Red Sox lineups here 
momentarily. Sox and Rangers. Brock Holt back in town for the Rangers. I'm sure he'll get a great standing ovation from the Fenway faithful. I'm actually looking forward to seeing that. But I've been sitting on this piece of audio for a couple of days now. It's by my guy, Phil Perry, NBC Sports Boston. And remember, this was said pre-last night when Cam played so well. But Phil Perry has been firmly in the camp of wanting to start Mac Jones week one. Here's what Phil had to say, and I want to poke holes in it after. Your primary goal should be finding out if Mac Jones is good. Okay. And you can find that out here at training camp, but you really find it out in the regular season. In worst case scenario, you end up like the Cardinals a few years ago with Josh Rosen, and you find out he's not good. And you end up at the top of the draft again, you might have an opportunity to pick a really good quarterback again. And you might have to do that. Teams have to do that sometimes. Mm -hmm. The Patriots aren't immune to that. I think the longer you wait in terms of discerning whether or not Mac Jones can actually play, the worse off you are. And I I disagree with that. So Phil says that the number one goal of the Patriots should be finding out if Mac Jones is good. The number one goal of the Patriots should be to win. Okay? And I've always said I believe that the best thing to do is get a rookie quarterback, get a young quarterback, and surround him with talent. I, I have been in that camp. But your goal is also to win. And the Patriots spent a zillion dollars this offseason with the goal of winning. There, it, You can't do on-the-job training if your goal is to win. Okay, If you're the Bengals last year and you have no hope, you picked number one in the draft, you can play Joe Burrow. Okay, You can play Joe Burrow and go 3-13. and 13. If you're the Jaguars this year with Trevor Lawrence, you can play Trevor Lawrence and go 4-12. and 12. That is one thing. I would advocate for that. Those teams aren't trying to win. Those teams are truly trying to just develop, and they're trying to develop a lot of pieces. The Patriots are trying to win. In having Mac Jones start, you're only developing one piece. The Pats have a lot of other pieces that are ready to win now, and Cam Newton gives them the best chance to win now. It may not be that way in Week 7 or in Week 14, but in the NFL, every game matters and every game counts in the standings. The Patriots are trying to make the playoffs. They can't afford to start Mac Jones, have him stub his toe, and be 1-3. and Because at 1-3, and three, the season's almost over already. They need to come out and win, and win early. And Cam helps them do that. Now, if if they think by week 8 Mac Jones is ready, a la Tua Tagovailoa last year for the Dolphins, that's a different conversation. But starting the season, this team can't afford to be having on-the-job training at the quarterback position. They need to win right away. And the Dolphins is a winnable game. The Saints is a winnable game. The Jets is a winnable game. I don't know about Tampa. I would say right now they're certainly the underdog. But they got an opportunity to go 3-0 and to start the season. And their better chance to go 3-0 and is with Cam Newton. Mack will be serviceable at some point. I don't think it would be smart and prudent to do that in week one. You say that, you know, Phil says... He wants to find out if Mac Jones is good. They may get Mac Jones eight starts this year. We have no idea, but it should not be in week number one. Again, the the Bengals last year, they you know they were in a position. Hey, we're going to be bad no matter what. Let's just play the kid. Jaguars this year, same thing. You can make the case for that when your team has no goals. Jets, Zach Wilson, play the kid. But the Kansas City Chiefs were trying to win. They played Alex Smith, not Patrick Mahomes. Teams that are trying to win, they need to just get wins early, and Cam Newton does that for you.
Red Sox baseball comes up in about 90 seconds. Let's get to the lineup, Sox and Rangers from Fenway. This is a welcome sight for the Red Sox, welcoming in a last-place team to town. The Rangers come in at 42-79, and 79, the third-worst team in all of baseball, the fewest runs scored in all of baseball. 42-79, and 79, the Sox are 69-54. and 54. Pitching matchup, Dane Dunning's on the mound for Texas. He's 5-7 and seven with a 4.06. He was the centerpiece of the deal that sent Lance Lynn to the White Sox. White Sox sent Dunning back to Texas. Chris Sale, another former White Sox pitcher, is on the mound for Boston. 1-0 with a 3-6-0 ERA. Former Red Sox player Brock Holt is going to lead off and play third base, hitting 2-0-3. Isaiah Connor-Falefa, the gold glove winner at third base, is now at shortstop. He's hitting 260 and has 16 stolen bases. Adolis Garcia is the all-star. He's in right field batting third. DJ Peters is the center fielder batting 175. Jonah Heim is the catcher. He bats fifth at 208. Yohel Pozo is the DH at 211. Yanni Hernandez is at second at 262. Jason Martin homered yesterday, but he's hitting 160. He's in left field batting eighth, and Andy Ibanez is at first, and he bats ninth. Kike Hernandez leads off at second. Rafael Devers is at third. Sander Bogarts is at short. Kyle Schwarber's the DH. J.D. Martinez is in left. Alex Verdugo's in right. Christian Vasquez, the catcher. Jaron Duran in center. And Bobby Dahlbeck is at first. Red Sox baseball comes up 10 seconds from now. The full show podcast is available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It's all thanks to Sticks and Stuff and Swanton Lumber. Part-time Jack is in on Monday. Have a great week, everybody. Go Sox. Well, in a good Friday evening, I want to welcome you in wherever you might be listening. Is the countdown on for the opener of this three-game series. Red Sox and Rangers from Fenway Park here on the East.